Hello and welcome to Death of a Thousand Cuts Week 6 Reflections. My name's Tim Clare. Hi, how are you doing? Um, This is the... We're doing a eight-week uh, writing boot camp and um, we're six weeks in at the moment. Uh, at the time of recording. Uh, you don't need to have listened to any of the previous weeks to listen to this episode. This is um, like a bonus episode. I use the term bonus uh, very loosely uh, because normally uh, for this season of Death of a Thousand Cuts, I'm doing doing daily podcasts where I give you a 10-minute exercise and we're slowly building uh, together an entire course, an eight-week course, which is a long time to commit to something, but also by the standards of writing courses. Very short, but it's also an intensive course. And over that, I'm taking you from wherever you are, be it I've always wanted to write, but never really got round to it or haven't written for years, to I just can't seem to get my shit together. I can't seem to sit down and write and just get the words out. I do bits and pieces and then it kind of falls apart and I should do more. That's what I hear more than anything else from people. Oh, I should do more. Yeah, I just I haven't really had the time the last couple of weeks. You know, energy level issues or just organisation issues and, you know, even the mention of it, just you see someone getting a bit heavier, it makes them feel crap about themselves. Or people, it's for people like me as well. You know, the reason I started recording it was because there's fuck all out there for people like me, writers who have got a couple of books behind them and maybe sometimes feel a little bit burned out, you know, like maybe want to fall back in love with writing. I think that's why I started doing it because I was feeling really tired after having a really difficult time writing my novel. And so it's for everyone, right? And that might seem like way too broad a demographic. It's like, Tim, you've got to really focus in. But I don't think that's true. I've got some very strong feelings about teaching creative writing. I think everyone can learn. Um, my views have changed over the years since I started writing as well. I was definitely started off in the camp that, uh, you know, you had a talent and you cultivated that talent a tiny bit. But really, it was something that you either had or you hadn't. And you could refine a few things. But it was it was kind of it was kind of weird bloodline stroke kind of lightning bolt that zapped you uh, and you were either chosen or you won't you weren't now because I've spent a lot of time writing and because I've spent a lot of time in creative writing pedagogy you know I did a undergraduate course at UEA then I did a master's uh, at UEA in Norwich so I, I've spent a lot of time and then I've been teaching creative writing for ages well, my views have shifted and I do think that anyone can learn it uh, it takes commitment. You've got to be interested in doing it. But I think the people who say that you're either born a writer or you're not are talking bollocks. And uh, and they've often got a vested interest in saying that. Anyway, so today's episode is just me talking about where I'm at. Uh, it's a, you know like a little bit of a diary entry, but hopefully there's things in it that are interesting to you as well. Uh, the casual, casual listener, or perhaps you've been working through the course. And... Um, you know, I'll be reflecting on where we are now. So, it, but you don't have to listen to the course. There's no real spoilers in it. I know it's sort of odd to talk about the course having spoilers, but I quite like structuring uh, sessions as if they're kind of like Western mystery tradition, you know, with kind of an exoteric uh, element to the course where I say, this is what it's about. And then you slowly, I kind of like draw you in and then I reveal deeper and deeper layers and I go, actually, we're learning about this. And actually it's all about this. And um, and then by the time you realise that, that it's not what you were actually hoping for, it's too late. You've committed too much time and you might as well just finish it. And and that's where we're at now. We're, we're three quarters of the way through. Uh, so if you are detecting a... Oh, but anyway, look, uh, the, one, the last thing I wanted to say is, and you can probably tell, um, this is all unscripted. And I, I have a very light hand when I... Um, edit things anyway but particularly in the case of these diary entry shows so if you are expecting a uh, crisp uh, roller coaster ride through um, my ideas about creative writing and uh, a nice neat prompt business like 10 minute blast of info um, here be dragons it's going to be me farting on uh, quite uh, considerably and volubly and at length and I make no apologies for that but I just am um, flagging it up at the beginning because that may not be your cup of tea at all and I don't blame you it is a very much a, a looser more informal kind of like let's go for a beer after the class is over but I'm the teacher so it's it's a little bit weird uh, the, the, the group sort of like doesn't quite gel 
we hang about. I people sort of like don't want to be the first to leave, but definitely don't want to be the last one there. Um, yeah, it's kind of like that. <laughs> Except I, yeah. Anyway, so uh, the one of the things you may have detected from my voice, depending on when you listen to this, of course, um, is that I've I've been ill. I came down with a, a cold. And and I came down with um what I'm going to euphemistically call a stomach bug, but uh, involved me um diarrheaing at length uh, and um with uh, extreme velocity, uh, and it took out my wife as well, and uh, my little uh, 15 month old daughter Suki came down with it as well, and a cold, so it like knocked the household out, and between uh, caring for my daughter while she was poorly, and then. Looking after my wife and looking after myself, uh, it, it it took like at least a week out, and it's been nearly two weeks now, and I still don't feel uh, right. I don't feel ready to do exercise, and I thought actually that presents us with a little bit of a teachable moment, doesn't it? Because so we you know like I was saying just in the that little intro where I was talking about people going oh yeah I I was doing stuff for a while but I just uh, I've kind of not been doing it lately. I couldn't get around to it. I've Ah, uh, just it, stuff's been getting in the way. You, there is no fucking way if you write a novel. There is no way at all, at all. I promise you. I promise you. This will apply to everyone. There is no way that you that that that, that you will not have setbacks. Um, and that doesn't seem like any great revelation. I, I realize that seems like quite a mundane observation, but I uh, you without dealing with fundamental setbacks. Uh, you know, big things happening in your life. Um, you will face setbacks and if you get to it this and this is the sort of dark side of doing something like this course and setting up a framework where actually you get into a flow of writing and you get a reasonable writing uh habit on the go you know you're writing i a few years ago you know i got into a really nice rhythm where i was putting out 12 14000 words a week and I just I dropped into that groove, and that was a really nice amount for me. And if you if, if you can do that, right? If you can just hit twelve and fourteen thousand words a week, theoretically, in two months you've got a first draft of a novel. In two months you've got a first draft of a novel, right? That's that's fucking sick. If you can do that, that's like nuts. And then you can go back through it, and you can work on it. But you you've got that wet clay. You've created it. Amazing, right? So immediately when I fell into that, I immediately started like projecting when I was going to have my novel finished. And and it, and then I got the flu. I got proper influenza and I was, you know, I was bedridden for a, for at least a week. And then there were another two weeks where I was just kind of getting over um, the, the kind of remnants of, of that as it kind of like wiped me out. And I felt like shit because I was like, oh, I was doing so well. And like, I've got to get back into it. I've got to get back into it. I've got to hit that groove again. And actually, there'll be different places. You know, so the dark side, what I'm getting at is the dark side of falling into a rhythm and hitting just like a, and, and you know, just hitting a downslope where you're just like, and you just feel like this momentum behind you. You've got, you know, a fair wind behind you. Your sails luff and billow and you're creaming through the water and you're just like yes i've cracked it i've cracked writing the danger of that is that if you're anything like me you make that your benchmark for like you're like oh this is me now this is me the 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 cool writer who writes all the time really well and you just and you go right i'm just gonna be cruising forever now and then you start planning your career in your head and and it's and it, it doesn't it w will rarely work like that and life will step in you will get ill You'll be bereaved. Um, you'll have a kid. Uh, you will have work done on your house. Uh, your partner will break up with you. I've done, like, as a performer, I've done three gigs within 12 hours of, like, a major relationship uh, breaking down and and having to get on stage and just, you know, being heartbroken, being hollow and going, I don't know who I am now. I don't know how to go on with my life. I've been been dumped uh, and now I've got to do some art uh and it was you know and actually it was it's really nice it's really nice for me to, to have had those stages I always felt like an audience was a kind of home home for me and uh somewhere where I could go to get away from that I'm not sure if that's a particularly healthy attitude or not but you will have huge things will happen to you 
um, whether that's with your mental health, your physical health, health of other people in your life, your job situation, your housing situation. You know, I've had sweet baby Sukes. Uh, my daughter Suki is here and is a wonderful. Doesn't leave me a huge amount of time for writing, and I've got to mix stuff up and I've got to find new spaces. Uh, and I've got less time to write. Uh, and, and it'd be easy to sort of start beating myself up about that. Uh, but I'm. Uh, but I refuse to do so. And I think, you know, I've kind of turning a bit of a corner with this because, well, one of the main reasons is because it doesn't make me write anymore. It doesn't it doesn't produce more writing. So it's just a, from the start. It's a, a complete waste of time. And secondly, because like you are a human first and a writer and probably not even second. It's not it's not a useful way to think about yourself. And you living is your sovereign right. <laughs> Right, that you're allowed to live. You're allowed to fucking live and have a life and watch TV and eat stuff that's not good for you. You're allowed to do that. It's like you're not betraying anything or betraying something deep inside you. Um, writing and working on your novel is rewarding. It'll feel great. Um, it's it will create its own momentum. It can change your life. You know, like I, I, it's I'm here talking to you now about writing because I care about it so much and I love stories and they thrill me so much. But don't let the tail wag the dog. Your life is your life and giving up your sovereignty. Uh, to try and appease this idea of what you should be doing in your writing will just make you feel internally resentful and it will create resistance where you'll just feel f like, fuck this. And playing video games or going on the internet or going for a walk or doing exercise or doing the washing up or seeing friends will all be like this escape from this self-imposed set of obligations that you've put on yourself and you don't need to do that writing can be the thing you come to it can be your home it can be this place you go to when you've gone through a breakup and go right hey you're always the same you're here you're with me now i know what the contract is let's just go for it it can be a treat for yourself and if you if you're able to frame it for yourself as a treat and not an obligation you will naturally do more of it and you'll enjoy it and you'll be better at it i promise and i know how scary that is to any of you who are chronic procrastinators, uh, that those of you who are tough on yourself, those of you who, uh, you know, are un really super smart underachievers out there, I'm talking. I'm talking to you, dear friend. The those of you who know you could do better, but I, I just find it hard to be in that place of unknowing and inadequacy and stumbling through something and having good days and bad days but it's fucking therapeutic that is one of the great things about writing is this whole process of coming to a negotiation with yourself of how you write to start with and how you make the time and how you treat yourself when you do that is uh can be a huge place for growth you know it can be a huge place for growth and self-discovery and i and that you know i know that sounds cheesy but it's true i i i been you know working on doing exercise and stuff like that haven't done any for a, a couple of weeks because of the cold and all that business but um just before Suki came along I, I was doing uh I started doing some like runs with uh assault course things you know like swinging on trees and doing press-ups and stuff uh up in the woods in Norwich with a, a couple of friends and it was such a weird experience to run with other people and realize um, the people I was running with were saying things to themselves like, hey, they were like turning around to us and go, me and going, yeah, great job. You're doing great. Well done. Let's keep going. That's awesome. Good work. And I was like, oh, that's not my internal monologue at all. My internal monologue is like, come on, you motherfucker. Just keep going. You're so fucking lazy. Don't give up. Don't give up, you stupid prick. Keep running up the hill. Come on. Come on. Come on, you fucking idiot. Come on, you fucking idiot. Over and over again to myself. And I was like, hell, wait a minute. <laughs> Maybe there's a reason I find this harder than they do. 
and it's not just to do with my uh with my with my health and my uh, uh my fitness it's also because i'm being shit and like there's another way of in- you could encourage yourself and i don't come from a background of like my you know i didn't have like a super competitive like dad who was always going come on you fat bastard run he was my dad was lovely and has always been really really so i don't have this family history of people being shitty to myself that is almost entirely my own invention and yet here i am and i you know you may not be that extreme and one of the nice things about me talking about myself in examples is um I'm such a comic grotesque in my psychology. <laughs> you know, I'm super, super anxious. I have like, these spells of super duper self-loathing. Um, that actually, these pathologies are uh, really easy to see. And uh, then other people can read or can spot the sort of slightly more subtle uh, and uh, proportionate variations of it in their own writing lives. But, you know, this is what I want to focus on, is this idea that uh, you're going to face setbacks and you're going to face big setbacks and you you it's difficult to talk about it without slipping into cliche but you've got to not focus on the past focusing on the past will not get a single word right you you can't write a single word yesterday you it's, it's gone it's gone that time is gone whatever whether you spent it well or you spent it badly it's gone and uh, you know, I remember you know hearing a, a a Zen teacher say this lovely, lovely, slightly oprified, but I think quite profound line. He said, uh, uh, "Forgiveness is giving up all hope of a better past." And I think that's what self-forgiveness is about, right? Forgiveness is all is all about. Forgiveness means giving up hope of a better past. Forgiving yourself, real self-forgiveness, as a writer, as a creative means accepting you can't make it yesterday or even this morning or even the last hour any better than it was like that's it's gone it's gone it's gone and attacking yourself for inadequate performance won't get a single word written in that time that's already passed it won't change things so even if you're like going oh god tim don't take away my self-loathing because that's the only thing that is the kind of whip hand that is the only thing driving me forward and if i didn't have self-loathing i wouldn't get out of bed or just, I would just, just, I'd just lie on my back, spraying aerosol cream into my mouth, going, ah, you wouldn't. The reason that you do those skiving things is because you fucking tire yourself out by making all your creative work associated with lack and pain and guilt and obligation. The only time and place you can write is here and now. I'm telling you this, like all of the stuff, any mistakes you feel you've made, any ways that you were not the writer you wanted to be, that's over, that's gone, that's finished. It, it, won't, it won't happen again. You're, you're free from it. Do you understand? Like, you are free from it. Um, and the same goes for massive achievements. If you wrote a best-selling book, and, and, and I tell you, I, I fucking tell you, writers who have, you know, won multiple awards and put out bestsellers know this only too fucking well. All that work you did in the past does not mean shit when you sat, sit down today and have to write a new book. It doesn't mean shit. It's just extra pressure. If anything, does it make it easier to write? It, you, I mean, you know that you've done it. It can be a nice satisfaction. But the only place and time you can write is here and now. So if you feel shit about yourself, Set a timer for 10 minutes on your phone and, and write, write about whatever, do a free write, give yourself a prompt, bust out some words, then you'll be better. Won't be perfect, you won't be, you won't have solved all your problems, but you will feel better, I guarantee you. It doesn't matter how many times you've bunked off. One, it, you know, it's your life. Remember, you do not have to do this. You did other stuff, you lived, that's fine. But today is a new day and you can start putting savings into that piggy bank right now um, i've got a calendar on my wall just behind me here and I, i've started marking every day i meditate and marking each day i exercise and it helped it's really helped you know i'm someone who has been so disorganized and find it so difficult to kind of get good habits uh working and and, and maintaining them especially with you know my uh, mental health sometimes making it feel like it was pointless and stupid for me to even be trying and I, I can look back now and I can see how I've done and each time I 
do a meditate or I exercise. It's like it's just these pennies clanking into the piggy bank. I, I note on there when I've had a panic attack as well. Uh, and, you know, you might note when you've had a, a day when you didn't do the writing you wanted to do or whatever. You could do that. But like I'd see that and I've seen the panic attacks getting further and further apart. It's been weeks now since I've had one. And I've seen that I've chained together more meditation than ever, ever, ever in my life. I wouldn't have remembered that if I hadn't written it down, but I can see that I've done it. And I can see that it wasn't that hard. And that's a fucking amazing revelation for me. I'm like, <laughs> I'm, I'm genuinely, as I talk to you, I'm welling up because it's so, it's been such a change, such a simple, small thing for me and such a change. And, and you can, I'm telling you, you can, you can get, I don't want to start sounding like, like Scrooge's monologue at the end of the Christmas Carol. But these things that seem so impossible to you are just a matter of a series of small changes. They're not, it doesn't take you erecting this kind of colossal impossible scaffolding in your life and then all the shitty bad luck, just please hold off and don't hit this kind of like teetering brittle structure otherwise it'll all collapse around me god please i just need to not have any problems come in that fuck up my writing time that i've allotted no 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 just you know get yourself a calendar that's a big one that you can just like blue tackle nail to the wall with big squares that you can just tick and you just your aim is just to fill as many of those squares with the little symbols whether it's a cross or a whatever I, I'm you know my next thing now I've got meditation exercise on there is I'm going to add a little daily a w for when I've done writing that day at least you know 10 minutes or whatever and um and cold showers as well as the other I'll come back to them because I realize that's the bit where you go oh Tim's gone Tim's gone completely off the deep end now and he's like joined a weird YouTube cult um, a little bit but I'll go look, look because like listen if you start feeling low you, you'll start telling yourself I, I never get any writing done I'm so shit oh I didn't do anything the last f three days I didn't do anything last week and that feels so real in the moment and, and it just you just get mired in this kind of tar pit of the past and 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 and, and you and you can't change that so that's why you feel that powerless oh I can't oh I'm so fucked up oh, you know that feeling right those of you who don't have that feeling who if you are someone who is in this going I love writing and I can write every day and I can uh, I can uh, knock it out that's great and it doesn't mean that you're not a writer because you don't suffer that self-loathing take that as a really uh, that's like part of the psychology of writing you have cracked now I've said this before and I'll say it again just as a caveat Often I find people who are able to be extremely productive um, often uh, sometimes struggle to finish a project and then properly uh, work on editing it. Sometimes they get a bit bored. Not everyone. And it's not a sign that don't, 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 I'm not shaming you, but, you know, there are sometimes other issues as well. But if you can do, if you can, and I'm sorry, that sounded like I was kind of damning you after saying, well done, you've done really well. If, but if you feel, you know, I'm not, not everyone feels this way. But and actually, sometimes people who are very skilled at procrastinators just don't notice that the guilt because they're so good at procrastinating. They just well, actually, you know what? That's fucking loads of people. Like as soon as you're engaging with that guilt, at least you've acknowledged to yourself you want to write. There's loads of people who would love to write a book and are so skilled at procrastination. They just they just they just lower this kind of like killing jar of like too silly, too silly, too stupid, too difficult over that idea. And it dies and then they just like put it away in a little storage cupboard somewhere and they never have to face the fact that they would have loved to have written a book but they just were too scared and it made them feel uncomfortable because it would take them out of their comfort zone so look um if you mark up the things you've done on the calendar you can look back and see and then you often realize hey I i've done more than i thought but also it reminds you that that is in the past it look if you write life will get in the way you may well get in the way maybe either your mental health or just you know feeling you might choose it's like often isn't it true that often we just feel tired you just feel tired and you want it you go i'll just want to get to bed i'll have a better day tomorrow if i get to bed and a novel is a long long process right uh, uh, and that's not a negative thing because it's a very rich uh, exciting process it's a very immersive process i you know when i get to the end of a novel i feel a weird melancholy because uh i'm not gonna you know it won't need me after a while you know while you're writing your novel it's the only chance you get to hang out with these guys 
and then they're gone and they're other people they're other people's friends but you, they've gone so you ch- cherish the time you're writing a novel you know you think about someone like think about someone like Tolkien right like he you know he works on Lord of the Rings he got to have that adventure and then there was a point where he'd finished writing Lord of the Rings and it was gone and it, you know and it didn't need him anymore and the story was set and he didn't get the chance to and that was it and it was gone and I, I can you know can you imagine that but and it might you know working through that it must have been such a, a you know a labor of love and really hard and often quite scary and feeling like it wasn't going to work uh but once it was done it's done and you will never be in the point in your life where you're writing that novel again you will go on to write new ones but you will never be that person who is you know i never get to write a first novel again my not first novel is my debut has been published i never get to be a debut novelist again i never get to write a first novel again and that is a precious time so wherever you are now uh, wherever you are in your career you know v- value this place you're at right because um you only get to be there now and once you move on you will anyway you get the idea and i just and and once you finish the novel right it is although it's long trust me once you finish the novel and people read it and they like it it is incredibly satisfying um it is nice and 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 i I don't regret having finished (laughs) the honors right because having written it um continues to make me feel good um when i see it on the shelf when people tell me about you know things they like about the story when I'm able to have a chat with someone and they're able to reference an event in the book or tell me how they felt about a character in it or something that happened and they can have an opinion on it. It's, it's a happy achievement to me. That feels great, right? It feels exactly how you'd imagine it feels, right? So it's lovely and it continues to generate that. It's not just dead now. It continues to be something that um, uh, radiates a kind of good feeling to me. But for you, like all you need to focus on now is what is the next positive thing I can do for my writing because thinking all about that and the long game and all that kind of thing is not a stupid thing to think but it is uh, can be overwhelming and especially if you're just like in that snarly woolly headed god oh god I'm oh god I'm horrible I feel sticky I feel crap like what is the next positive thing I can do for my writing 10 minutes free write 20 minutes timed writing uh planning long notes in longhand you know just write down some notes of ideas of what you'd like in your story can you make a list of books you could read for research or inspiration you know i had that as one of the exercises can you just note down some novels that you want to read but 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 make it timed time the amount of time you give yourself to do that so it's a focused uh, list a uh, half an hour time looking for writing grants or contests you could go online and depending on which country you're in you can look for uh, different organizations that might offer grants for wherever you are in your career whether you're a young writer emerging writer or uh, you know a novelist who's done a few things there's lots of things out there you can go and have a search for uh, there might be some contests to the, that are interesting to you either first novel contests or uh, ones for short stories or poetry or scripts or whatever you're writing can be worth looking at obviously uh be you know be careful with the ones that charge exorbitant free fees to enter i'm not going to go into a whole talk about you know how to spot scam competitions now but i do think there's lots of ones out there that are great and i think it's a great discipline you could spend half an hour looking for uh, magazines that take short stories that you might be able to submit short story stuff to uh you a bunch of stuff writing resident writing residencies if there's art places that take artists in residence um some of them are basically like just basically holiday homes you have to pay to go there so it's just like a holiday for middle class people but there are also ones that are that have grants and 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 will pay your travel and will you know you can go there and and have some writing time you know as long as you give yourself you make that like a half hour of doing it so you don't just end up on the internet uh looking at uh dogs uh playing piano videos for uh, three hours then having that focus time it can be great that's a positive thing you can do for your writing and your career you're having this like mentality of abundance and opportunity you're out looking for things you're making stuff happen i'm messaging your writing buddy uh assuming you've got a writing buddy if not find some writing buddies find some people you know who write who care about it and say hey can we meet up for a coffee in a few hours of writing you know you can you can meet up with someone i've done this a few times with uh, you know some dear friends and we meet up we'll get coffee 
slice of cake. Uh, we go, okay, let's do an hour. Time it after an hour. We stop. Go to the loo, not together. Um, one, one, one at a time. Um, uh, have, you know, maybe order a, another cup of tea. Say, how are you getting on? Oh, good. That's great. Another hour, start the clock, go again. It's nice. It's just like doing it communally, I find personally easier. Um, you could, you know, whatever it is that is the next positive step you can take, whether it's, you know, timing yourself, just working on your novel, or whether it's something else, or whether it's just doing something that's farting about but is just for you, um, but it's timed. Whenever you feel crap or bogged down, if you feel like you had momentum going, but now you kind of let it slide, that's the dark side, isn't it? That you that you that you start comparing your best, uh, your the, those moments that you did were doing really well. You start using them as a rod for your own back, and you start saying, "I why can't I fucking do that again? I've lost it. I've lost it, and I've done that to myself, and it's such a shitty thing to do, and it, and it doesn't help. It doesn't help. It doesn't make you right, so you don't need to do it. Um, don't worry about getting back to that big grand routine again right just just ask yourself what's one positive thing i can do right now then fucking do it do it and and if you're listening to this now and any of those feelings resonate once we're finished here seriously i i beg of you please my dear dear friend for me if you've not got any time and you've only got five minutes just do a five minute free write do a 10 minute free if you've got time for 10 minutes then as soon as you finish this count yourself down and go into a 10 minute free write and just bust out whatever you want i i guarantee you you'll feel a little bit better and you're just and you're fucking it's just like you're taking your anxiety and you're taking your low self-esteem and you're taking that just blair feeling and you are punching it right in its fucking smug face and you're saying fuck you all right you're gonna make me feel shit about myself I am. And this is what I'd done to myself. And it felt so good when I was feeling already anxious. I'd had a panic attack a few weeks ago. And I was just like, motherfucker. No, I have not got time for this. I am instigating self-care Amiga protocol. I had a fucking cold shower. I had gave myself great healthy food. I went out for a 6K run. Uh, I meditated. I was just like, I did some expressive writing to get my feelings out i did some actual writing i you know contacted my friends and said hey how are you and i just absolutely blasted that motherfucker and it felt great i was just like no you're not going to push me around um and and that's what you should that's so anyway like this is the i've mentioned cold jazz a couple of times now i know it's really i know it's really dumb i know you think i'm weird um it's as horrible as, as you're imagining as well I, I i the first one i did i um you know, I decided I was going to start trying after I had my normal shower because I was just finding like self-care and actually having a shower in the day, finding the time with my daughter. I was just like bunking it off and I smelled really bad and I was just gross for my friends and my wife. And I was like, I want to shower more. But then I wanted it to be, I just wanted that little extra, you know, and, you know, I've got Finnish in-laws as well. So there's always this slightly competitive thing with me about a combination of saunas and like cold plunge pools. And I was really into uh, wild swimming but i didn't get to wild swim at all this year for one reason or another you know swimming outside in freezing water i love it it's so refreshing it just makes me feel amazing it makes my body feel amazing i was like what what's what a was you know what is the sort of mcdonald's of that what is like the the, the uh, kind of like shitty quick uh the quick and dirty version of it i can do and it's like cold shower so i have my normal shower i step out put it on the coldest it'll go freezing and then I get in and I have a blast and I try and last two minutes I'm working up to like two and a half minutes in the moment and um and it was as horrible as you can imagine I like when I had my first one uh a few weeks ago I, I like shrieked I'm so glad there was no one in the house it sounded like I was being murdered and I wasn't putting it on there was no audience there it was it was fucking agony it was horrible I knew it'd be bad but it would be it was really bad I was it was like genuinely unpleasant it hurt it felt like I had a was having a migraine. Um, it was so horrible. Uh, but um, you know, it, and then I got out and I was dancing and I was giggling and I was so happy. And since then, it's got easier. Um, it doesn't hurt. It feels quite pleasant, and it wakes me up. My whole body's tingling. Uh, it's great. 
I love it. I look forward to it. Haven't had one for a couple of days because I've been ill. But I'm, you know, once I finish doing this, I'm going to go and have one. I'm excited just talking about it. And the reason I bring it up, the reason I'm mentioning it, right, uh, is not to try and get you to do it. Although if you think it might be a funny thing to try, it's, I mean, it's definitely stupid, which um, makes me giggle when I'm about to do it. I'm like, why are you doing this? You, you absolute wally. Um, I'm not trying to like sell it to you as a cult thing, but here's the thing. It is great practice for me personally. It's just great. I, I just get to practice just fucking doing the thing. I don't want to, right? I don't, I, you know, I, and I've learned, like I started, you know, I'd, I'd sort of build up to it. I'd be like, oh shit, mm, I'm going to have the cold shower. I'd get out of the hot shower and I'd like be waiting. I'd be like delaying getting in. And then I was just like, how is this helping? How is this delaying? It's just, this is not, does it make it easier? No, it makes it harder. I want to get on with stuff. I don't want to stand outside waiting to go into a cold shower. And so now I just have my phone. I set the timer, so I set the timer for like two minutes ten, and then I press the timer, and it's now, and the aim is to go into the shower for two minutes, but I set it for an extra ten seconds, so it counts me down, and when it hits two minutes, I've got to jump into the shower, and that countdown from ten to one, it's just that it just switches off my, it just interrupts my mind going, mm -mm, delaying for no reason. It's not stop, I'm going to have to get in the shower at some stage. Might as well just fucking do the thing, right? And then I step in, I do it, and I'm fine and happy. And it's not, and it's great, and it's great. And I feel so great for having done it. And what I'm saying to you is like, so, you know, and I'm talking to you now, whether you've already started the course, however far you're through, or whether it fell apart for you, you started doing it, and then it just like, you couldn't keep going and you you know you gave it up a few weeks ago whether you're just listening to all the episodes and you're not doing the fucking exercise despite my telling you explicitly don't do that that's fine i love you you're here thank you for being here that's cool whatever um what is the next positive step you can take for your writing think of it now what is the next thing you can do what is the next manageable thing and make it time limited as well because if you make that time limited then when the time is up you have definitively achieved it it's not like do a chat it's like i want you to make it time limited like 10 minutes 20 minutes of this thing because then when you've finished it you you because then if you just sit down and you fucking do it until the timer stops you cannot fail doing it right it's done and that feels good and that is a rare feeling in writing um especially when you're writing a novel where it really only feels it's done when you've sold it um, so what is the next positive step you can take um and, and when we finished please as long as you don't have to like as long as it's not like a baby crying in the next room go and do it after we're finished here if you need to if you, if you want to do that interruption technique just when you'd like feel yourself resisting and you're close enough to start doing something you just count down five four three two one and then you fucking just do it five four three two one boom and you're in there and you're doing it and you're and you're and you realize there's something so fucking empowering about just like making that decision to do something so like um uh, that's the pep talk over but i'm just telling you because uh i think it will make you feel so happy i think you will just fucking it will just make you feel transformed and you and you know and then you there'll be times you don't do it there'll be times that you have these setbacks right and when you have those setbacks remember that's all in the past and you can make just a decision about what you do now and a small tiny um action is better than none at all don't ever don't don't sell yourself short don't get tell yourself it is such a self-limiting belief if i can't you know, if I can't do this properly, there's no point doing it at all. If I can't do six hours of writing a day, there's no point in my doing it because I'll never have enough time. If I can't, you know, clear the decks and have this proper writing thing where I settle down and get into a groove, there's no point doing it at all. I'm telling you now, five minutes in your day doing a little bit of writing, doing a free write, whatever, is 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 exponentially better than just doing nothing. I know I misused the word exponentially there, doesn't matter. What I'm saying is it's it just makes such a huge difference that you just touch in and that actually that that five minutes, that 10 minutes it is that that's the big that's the big decision. That's the thing that breaks through. And if you can do that, then you can start finding 10 minutes while you're on the bus. You can start finding 10 minutes before you go to bed. You can start finding 
10 minutes where you sit down while you're waiting for your dinner to cook. You can find these things here and there. You can snatch them. You can sit in the car park before you go in to do the shopping and you can write for five minutes. You can find and suddenly you are like this fucking amazing like gorilla writer um, who can write anywhere and and and, and then you're gonna fuck you're gonna crack it but just do one just do it just one little thing and it will make a difference right okay so um once i've done with this course we've got two more weeks of episodes to write to write um i don't well to record um once i've done them uh my plans for the podcast uh are to do i want to do have more in interviews in the podcast um, I enjoyed doing the one with Gordon. I've in, enjoyed having the episodes where there's someone else on. Um, I'd, but I'd like to chat to some writers about the craft. Um, I, my experience of writing podcasts where there's um, someone interviewing another author is either they're like incredibly fawning and tedious uh, or or they're just boring. And I'd like to do ones that are very crunchy on the subject of craft, that kind of go drill down into sentence composition and what someone's day looks like when they write and bits about, you know, the writing career. I'm not I'm less interested in kind of like how do I submit to agents? What's a what should my pitch letter look like? My what's my queer how long should you wait after a query letter? Fuck that. Like all that is asked disproportionately huge amounts on the internet. And I'm just like, you know what? You don't need to know any of that fucking shit. Like just make your book fucking juicy and good and the writing amazing and people will will beat a path to your door you agents will be there will be corpses of agents all over your lawn um and one standing victorious waiting to uh press a contract into your hands with their with the bloody stumps of their wrists that were chewed off by a rival who now lies dead at their feet. You, if your writing is fucking good, you can just be completely ignorant of all the protocols of the publishing world, and it won't, it won't matter because people want to make money out of you because your writing's fucking good. That's all you need to worry about. So that's what I'm going to try and give you. Okay. Um, so look, I, I, I want to do some interviews with writers and i know i've talked about this before but i really want to make a go of it i want to do, i want to do it well as well you know and i i want to speak to them i'm interested mainly you know it's an excuse for me to talk to them as well and i think it'll be really useful to you i think it's useful for you to hear voices that aren't me because i these are all my opinions and biases and like i've said my opinions have shifted since i started teaching creative writing and since i started writing myself and i'm sure there's room for them to shift and expand and and for me to uh you know cap in hand come to you and say i was i was wrong i'm a fucking idiot i got this thing wrong there's so much stuff um I, I i get wrong as a writer and i think especially as a uh a, a, a white middle class male uh you know it's very easy to have uh, certain views of how the world works that are just not the experience of um uh, a writer who doesn't look and sound like me uh, because you know the 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 uh, publishing industry is definitely an upper middle class white cabal uh not by not they're not deliberately trying to do that but it's m mainly dominated by people who look like uh me but are posher and um and and, and that's not uh, you, and you don't notice that unless you and <laughs> unless you're not one of that gang and then you feel very um outside it and you know even as a lower middle class male if I can striate myself in that kind of slightly odd way um I feel like an outsider in the publishing industry I feel weird I feel like I'd sort of shuffling uh in the corner at parties so I can only uh imagine what it's like if you're not part of that cultural clique and so you know it's important to me that I speak to uh, other people and some of them will be probably white middle class males as well because you know I don't I, I I'm I'm not our official ambassador uh and, and and so there is diversity of opinion even within uh this uh, very strange tribe that i'm part of but i want to speak to other writers and i want to talk about their experiences with them because they will have really smart stuff to say and i want to hear it and you want to hear it and it will help you 
So I want to do that. But it's a lot of work um, hunting folk down, hunting writers down that I actually fucking want to speak to, not just because they've got to promote a book, but because I want to chat to them. Um, and then setting up chats, whether I do that, you know, with the rig I've got here or whether I'm doing it kind of like over Skype with, you know, I've talked to a couple of people about how to do that well to get a reasonable sound quality. But I do this podcast for free. I don't have any advertisers. I pay for the hosting. I pay to host my website um so i want to look at some ways um i might make that work i'm gonna you know look at some ways that i can fund this because i have to find time to write and feed my family as well much as i love you to bits um and I'm, i want to do more edits on the show as well so this is my call out now and i'll do a proper one online as well because i you know I, there was a point where i was getting where i was backed up for a year with submissions but i send me your submissions i'm looking for the first 250 words of your novel uh so i'm looking for novels or short stories but ideally novels um let's go old school let's do it like we used to in the first season and on the blog do you remember the blog there's 200,000 words of um uh death of a thousand cuts blogs on my website timclapoet.co.uk if you want to go on there if you're jonesing for more of my advice on how to edit a novel rather than this kind of like slightly more upbeat chipper exercise on how to generate stuff um there's i've got there's just a ton of content on there that you can go and, and read and get some uh practical specific advice on how to make your writing less shit than it is um but i would i think the time has come for us to dive back into that process i feel refreshed you know there's a point where i felt like i'd said quite a lot i was you know, repeating myself a little bit but i feel like we're ready to go back into it i, I need I, I need submissions can't do it unless you guys submit so um if you're listening to this now and you've got a novel that you're i mean ideally it's also a novel that you've you've edited the scene over and over again you've made it the best you can nobody listens to me when i say that people always send works in progress and first drafts fuck you but you're gonna do it so um what can i say um so send it to me um via my website timclairpoet.co.uk um there's a link there's submission guidelines as well but mainly i'm looking for 250 words just send it in the body of an email no more than 250 words um it's the first page of your novel you don't need to spend send any explanation just your name and the name of the novel um and you just, by sending it to me, you're agreeing that you don't mind my uh, reproducing it on the uh, podcast in all perpetuity and my uh, making some constructive uh, comments and feedback um, on, on the stuff therein. I, it's never a judgment on you as a person, only a judgment of the piece. So, yeah, submit. So just go onto my website, timclairpert.co.uk, and on the right-hand column, there will, there's like a little button that says contact me. A uh, little link, just click that and you can send me an email and just put the piece in the body of the email. Um, I want to do some live shows and workshops. Obviously, you, you know, like I you know, I do performance. Uh, I'm a performance poet, stand up, do stuff like that. Um, I'd love to do Death of a Thousand Cuts live shows. I've done, I did one at Nine Worlds a couple of years ago. Really, really enjoyed it. I've done uh, a couple uh, of workshop, of like live workshops at lit festivals i'd love to do more and i'd love to do some death of a thousand cuts workshops i'm so i'm going to look at making that happen getting in touch with folk but um if you are involved in literary festivals or in writers groups and you'd like me to come along and uh then then, then get in touch and we can see if we can make that happen so finally uh and just you know bear with me thank you for sticking with me this far but like if you want to support me because like as, as i say i'm it, this costs me money to do and uh, i give up a lot of time to do it um you do not owe me anything for listening to these by the way you know i i realize that it's fairly standard that podcasts are, are free and i i do the podcast because i hope you'll find it useful i wanted there to be a, a free resource out there because there's lots of there are a lot of online writing courses there are lots of in the flesh writing courses uh, for fiction and non-fiction and plays and all that kind of thing but they are all they cost and they're all behind that kind of like wall of cost and it means that they are largely attended by middle class people with also a lot of time on their hands to to physically attend somewhere or work through this long course um and there's no reason why teachers shouldn't be paid for for what they're doing right but i wanted to do something that was available to everyone um regardless of income and was low commitment you know 
10 minutes writing a day but intense whereas these courses tend to be like one you know one session a week if that i wanted to give you something that would that's free however if you've enjoyed it um you know i'm a professional writer yeah and selling my work is how i get paid so um if you want to support me and the podcast but me personally uh and you want to do that financially uh then um please you know you can buy my book the honors uh for yourself and get it for a gift for friends a couple of friends family you know buy a few um that is how i make my living is by selling my novel um, and my books if you want to support a fellow author um go and buy it online just or, or if you're living in a country where it's published uh it's coming out in south korea very soon i believe um then go to a bricks and mortar store because bricks and mortar booksellers are the are the fucking best people in the world i love them they do so much for the uh for the literature industry in the uk and america and those people who are just there to talk about books to press books into people's hands to be enthusiastic about books um they I, I i just think they're the fucking greatest and we owe them so much as authors uh because they're just what stops the whole thing slipping into mediocrity they care about books they're passionate about it and they help the um you know those books find enthusiastic readers who will fall in love with them just like they did wonderful people i can't enthusiasm and enthuse about them enough but of course if you're near a uh, bricks and mortar bookshop then by all means go online uh you can even go somewhere like amazon if you don't really care about the quality of workers lives or that a company pays tax um so i get a couple of quid from each sale um and you get a book that if you like the podcast i think you'll really enjoy uh i've just seen the korean version it looks beautiful um and if you'd like to support me, but in a non-financial way, either because you um, have ha- haven't got the money, I know a lot of us are, uh, are, are rather hard up at the moment, or just because you don't think I deserve it. Um, there's a bunch of ways you can help uh, support us um, n- non-financially. If you genuinely can't spare the price of a paperback, you could spread the word about the Death of a Thousand Cuts pod- podcast. Post about it on Facebook, on Twitter. If you write a blog, um, if you've got one, um, I'd very much appreciate a short review with a link so other people can find this and um, benefit from it as well. You can rate and review this podcast on iTunes. Um, a few people have done that already. Thank you so much. That makes a really big difference. As far as I understand it, it bumps it up the ranking so more people can access it and see it when they search for things like writing, how-to, education, things like that. Um, you can follow me on twitter and like my author page on facebook my tim claire author page that's really helpful that makes me look more popular so when publishers are deciding whether they want to invest money in me they might do you know all these things make a difference and if you've read my novel the honors or my memoir we can't all be astronauts or indeed my um, poetry collection pub stuntman and if you liked them you can go on places like amazon and goodreads and and leave ratings and reviews that kind of thing is always appreciated by authors you know every time you read a book if you can go and um uh, if you enjoyed it and you you know go onto the website and uh, leave a review it's a big help to authors and it helps other enthusiasts it's a big help to readers as well right because it helps enthusiastic readers find books that they will love and, and the same thing you can post about my books on facebook and twitter and you'll help other people find them i appreciate all of that so there's financial ways you can help um there's non-financial ways you can help but if you're enjoying the podcast um you know it it, it is a lot of work for me to do that doesn't <laughs> that, that's not you know i make my own decisions uh so that's my responsibility i'm not saying that but if you can help me god i'd appreciate it so much i'd really appreciate it it would it would help me a huge deal and it just it just it just allows me to keep doing what i'm doing and i love doing this so that's it for now um i'm going to uh i'm going to go and have a a a little rest and tidy up the house and i'm gonna have a cold shower of course i am and then tomorrow i'm gonna get on with recording more podcasts um and finishing off this course and doing writing as well because i feel really enthused from chatting to you so thank you for uh, listening this far remember when you're finished here the next positive thing you can do for your writing giving it a time limit go do it i fucking believe in you and you will you will surprise yourself i guarantee you um and i just yeah thank you thank you for listening um you your uh your low entertainment threshold will be the ruin of the modern world um take care